Hi, welcome to Medicines and Stuff podcast. My name is Jerry Kempney. I'm a GB-based pharmacist independent prescriber, and here I talk about medicines and variety of healthcare topics to help you to learn more about this fascinating stuff. This podcast contains information for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Episode 21, Propranolol. Propranolol belongs to the group of medicines known as beta blockers, and it's more precisely non-selective beta blocker. It is a medicine which is used to treat several different medical conditions. It works on the heart and blood vessels. Mode of action is a competitive antagonism at both the beta-1 and beta-2 adrenoreceptors. It has no agonist activity at these receptors, but has membrane-stabilizing activity at concentrations exceeding 1 to 3 mg per liter, though such concentrations are rarely achieved during oral therapy. It is lipid-soluble and also has sodium channel-blocking effects. Propranolol, as with other beta blockers, has negative inotropic effects, uh, meaning that it's decreasing the force of heart contractions. Plasma half-life of propranolol is about two hours, um, and this is basically the half-life, it's a period of time required for the amount of drug in the body to be reduced by one-half. The liver removes up to 90% of an oral dose with an elimination half-life of 3 to 6 hours. Propranolol is widely and rapidly distributed throughout the body with the highest levels occurring in the lungs, liver, kidney, brain and heart. It's highly protein bound, uh, from 80 to 95%. Um, Therapeutic indications are angina, uh, hypertension, long-term prophylaxis against myocardial reinfarction after recovery from acute myocardial infarction, hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy, essential tremor, supraventricular cardiac arrhythmia, ventricular cardiac arrhythmias, hyperthyroidism and thyrotoxicosis, pheochromocytoma with an alpha blocker, migraine and prophylaxis of upper GI bleeding in patients with portal hypertension and esophageal viruses. Dosage for hypertension in adults is initially 80 mg twice daily and then those should be increased at weekly intervals as required. Maintenance is 160 to 320 mg daily. Uh, while once a first-line treatment for hypertension, the role of, for beta blockers was downgraded in 2006 in the UK to fourth line, as beta blockers do not perform well uh, as well as other drugs, particularly in the elderly. Those for angina for adult is initially 40 milligrams two to three times a day and maintenance is 120 to 240 milligrams daily. In anxiety, with symptoms such as palpitation, sweating, and tremor, the dose for adult is 40 milligrams once daily, and then increased if necessary to 40 milligrams three times a day. In migraine prophylaxis um, for adult, it's 80 to 240 milligrams daily in divided doses. 
Modified release preparations can be used for once daily administration. For the other indications, clinicians should follow SPC or BNF. Contraindications are cardiac decompensation, which is not adequately treated, sick sinus syndrome or SA block, a history of bronchospasm or bronchial asthma and COPD, metabolic acidosis, second and third degree heart block, patients prone to hypoglycemia, for example, due to prolonged fasting or restricted counter regulatory reserve, cardiogenic shock, untreated pheochromocytoma, severe bradycardia, severe hypertension, severe peripheral arterial disturbances, Prince metals angina. Special warnings and precautions for use. Apropranol as with other beta blockers is, uh, although contraindicated in uncontrolled heart failure, may be used in patients whose signs of heart failure have been controlled. Caution must be exercised in patients whose cardiac reserve is poor. It should not be used in combination with calcium channel blockers with negative intropic effects, such as verapamil biltiazem, as it can lead to an exaggeration of these effects, particularly in patients with impaired ventricular function and or uh, SA or AV conduction abnormalities. This may result in severe hypertension, bradycardia and cardiac failure. Neither the beta blocker nor the, the calcium channel blocker should be administered intravenously within 48 hours of discontinuing the other. Although contraindicated in severe peripheral arterial circulatory disturbances, may also aggravate less severe peripheral arterial circulatory disturbances. Due to its uh, negative effect on conduction time, caution must be exercised if it's given to patients with first-degree heart block. It may block or modify the signs and symptoms of the hypoglycemia, especially tachycardia. Propranol occasionally causes hypoglycemia even in non-diabetic patients, such as neonates, infants, children, elderly patients, patients on hemodialysis, or patients suffering from chronic liver disease and suffering from overdose. Severe hypoglycemia associated with propranolol has rarely presented with seizures and uh, or coma in isolated patients. Caution must be exercised in the concurrent use of propranolol and hypoglycemic therapy in diabetic patients. Um, propranolol may prolong the hypoglycemic response to insulin. It may mask the signs of thyrotoxicosis as well. Abrupt withdrawal of beta blockers is to be avoided. Um, the dosage should be withdrawn gradually over a period of 7 to 14 days. Patients should be followed uh, during withdrawal, especially those with ischemic heart disease. Since the half-life may be increased in patients with significant hepatic or renal impairment, caution must be exercised when starting treatment and selecting the initial dose. Propranolol must be used with caution in patients with decompensated cirrhosis. In patients with portal hypertension, liver function may deteriorate and hepatic encephalopathy may develop. There have been reports suggesting that treatment with propranolol may increase the risk of developing hepatic encephalopathy. 
In patients with uh, COPD, non-selective beta blockers such as propranolol may aggravate the obstructive condition. Therefore, propranolol should not be used in this condition. Bronchospasm can usually be reversed by beta-2 agonist bronchodilators such as salbutamol. Large doses of the beta bronchodilator may be required to overcome the beta blockade produced by propranolol and the dose should be titrated according to the clinical response. Both intravenous and inhalational administration should be considered. Interactions. Concomitant use of sympathomimetic agents, um, for example, adrenaline, may counteract the effect of beta blockers. Caution must be exercised in the parenteral administration of preparations containing adrenaline to patients taking beta blockers, as in rare cases, vasoconstriction, hypertension, and bradycardia may result. The plasma levels and the effects of beta blockers are reduced by the barbiturates. Barbiturates are potent liver enzyme inducers, which may increase the metabolism of met uh, propranolol. Plasma propranolol levels can be raised up to 100% by propafenon. This probably was because the propranolol is partially metabolized by the same enzyme like propafenone. The enzyme is cytochrome P2D6. This combination is also not advisable because propafenone has negative and inotropic effects. Propranolol may cause a reduction in clearance and an increase in plasma concentrations of warfarin. Concomitant use of MAOIs, monoamino oxidase inhibitors, um, except MAOIs type B, with antihypertensive agents may diminish the antihypertensive effect and lead to hypertensive reactions. Digitalis glycosides in association with the beta blockers may increase atrioventricular conduction time. A few case reports suggest that patients treated with amiodarone can have severe sinus bradycardia when treated concomitantly with propranolol. Anti-inflammatory drugs of NSAID type uh, counter the antihypertensive effect of beta blockers. It has been studied mainly in endometriosine. In a study on diclofenac, no such interaction could be detected. Cimetidine increases levels of propranolol in plasma probably by inhibiting its first-pass metabolism. There may be a risk of, for example, bradycardia with oral dosing. Concomitant use of alcohol may increase the plasma levels of propranolol. Other interactions include drugs such as adrenaline, fluvoxamine, centrally acting antihypertensives such as clonidine, muxonidine, matildopa, and rifampicine. Tobacco smoking can reduce the beneficial effects of the beta blockers on heart rate and blood pressure. In pregnancy, as with all drugs, uh, propranolol should not be given during pregnancy unless its use is essential. There is no evidence of teratogenicity uh, with propranolol. However, the beta blockers reduce placental perfusion, which may result in intrauterine fetal death, immature and premature deliveries. In addition, Adverse effects, especially hypoglycemia and bradycardia in the neonate and bradycardia in the fetus may occur. There is an increased risk of cardiac and pulmonary complications in the neonate and the postnatal period. 
um, in breastfeeding, the most uh, beta adrenoreceptor blocking drugs, particularly lipophilic compounds, will pass into the breast milk, although to, to a variable extent. Breastfeeding is therefore not recommended following administration of these compounds. Propranolol has no or negligible influence on the ability to drive and use machines. It should be taken into account that occasionally dizziness or fatigue may occur. Common or very common side effects include abdominal discomfort, bradycardia, confusion, depression, diarrhea, dizziness, dry eye, uh, shortness of breath, erectile dysfunction, fatigue, headache, heart failure, nausea, paresthesia, peripheral coldness, peripheral vascular disease, rash, sleep disorders, syncope, uh, visual impairment, or vomiting. Uncommon side effects include atrioventricular block and bronchospasm. Uh, patients should be monitored uh, for lung function, um, especially in, in patients with a history of obstructive airway disease. Propranol was first uh, patented in 1962 and approved for medical use in 1964. It is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Thank you very much for listening. If you like it, please share with friends and family, stay well, and I'll speak to you at the next episode.